This is Family Electric Ghost, and we are live on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch channels. Well, am I? Yes. Right. And uh, formerly, um, you, you can tell the fans your, your old name. Yes, um, I used to be Regina Faye. <laughs> yeah, now you why, why did you um, decide to change your name? We never talked to you about that. Yeah, so Umai is actually my actual first name. Um, oh, Regina wow. Faye was more of a nickname that I really liked that I went with, but at some point I felt like going back to Umai was, it just felt right. So that's a cool thing. Cause that's kind of like, um, John Mellencamp used to be like, uh, Johnny, I think Cougar or something. Um, and he actually, his real name is John Mellencamp, but everybody said, oh, that name is not going to work. Cause that's a, you know, it's a really long name. But he said, well, that's mm -hmm. my real name. So I, I can get it. Like a lot of artists, like, well, I want to really be who I am. So I, yeah. I, I, that's cool. So what we want to do is like what we do all the time with this new um, version of the show is we like to show people and have people listen to your music. So you have a new song that's out and we're queuing it up right now. So, yeah. so this is like the cure for loneliness and the full uh, like elegy to the rain version. Yes. <laughs> But like you got the long song titles, what I like that. I'm a, I'm a progressive guy, so I like listen to these long yes songs that would like be like 20 minutes long. <laughs> have, have a really long name. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna play this, and then we're gonna come back and talk to you about your new music and everything that you're doing right now. So let me cue this up and get this ready to go, and then we'll put you on mute, and then we'll come back and talk about it after. All I ask is you 
let me know that find the cure for loneliness carry it through roads of gold look for a lie in the mist wrap it up in clothes of gold and in all its holiness find out what never was told So that was the cure for loneliness, and we're coming back. So let me get back to the main view, and we're back. You can, I can hear you, right? You're there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did that right. Good. That's <laughs> always hard. Um, so yeah, that's a pretty cool lyric video. I thought it was just going to be a lyric video from the description, but you actually had um, um, like a full um, concept. You know, like, yeah. And um, so how did you put that together? Is that all is that all you or did you work with somebody? So that was all me with some footage of myself and also some stock footage. I edited them together and for some reason I could have just done the words on the computer like a normal person and that would have been very easy but instead I decided I was actually going to photograph all those words from books which took me a very long time <laughs> a little bit more than a lyric video it's like a full video it, it to me it's like that's not a lyric video that's a full concept video because <laughs> you've got like footage and, and the words aren't just like you actually put a lot of i can see you put a lot of work into it so yeah thank you no it's pretty cool because like i see see i mean not that people you know have lyric videos but a lot of times it's just okay it's just a photo and then there's like scrolling lyrics and it's like, okay, well, they didn't put a lot of effort. It is so I can have something. 
and and looked like you actually did more than than that, a lot more than that, <laughs> which is cool. So is this a full, um, like a preview from a from a, a bigger piece of work? Yes. Yeah, so Kill for Loneliness, as well as the previous song, um, A Town Somewhere, they are both from the same EP that's coming out, and I'm going to be announcing the date for it this week, hopefully. And they're part of this EP called um, Those Were the Days. So it's all a bit of reminiscing, a bit of nostalgia, and looking at how we remember things, essentially. That's pretty cool. I mean, I like the idea. You always have seemed to have worked with like um, kind of like in, a, in an old school kind of album oriented or, or larger than a single or playlist way, which I like. Because like like I said, I, I told a lot of people, I'm a child of the '70s. I used to listen to like full records or eight tracks when they didn't blow up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just like I like being able to hear an artist complete thought, and and it usually you know you have to listen to an EP or a record to get the complete thought. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just I, I I like to do that, and and we just came off of um you know the Peg Festival where you had done a, a like an unplugged performance, which was really cool, and, and I think all of our fans appreciated that, and um, oh. so we'd love uh to do some new things that we're doing, is actually allowing people to perform, because we know there's like you can't do a lot of venues nowadays, but maybe we'll ask mm -hmm. you, like, do you have any like concerts scheduled for this new work or are you still kind of in a situation where you can't play live at the moment nothing unfortunately we're just waiting to see how the world moves on <laughs> wow so then we have an opportunity <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> we're actually trying out something in between the festivals that we do we're trying to set up like full solo concerts for artists right so if you want to do like a 30 minute 45 minute set and you want to actually even schedule tickets and do like a whole show we we're cap we're set it up so you can do it with or without tickets and you can actually you know present just yourself it's not like all the other bands we did it's like just you um so if that's something you want to do for your project let us know and we can we could set that up yeah absolutely because um, we think people should hear, you know, the music, not just on record, but live, which is what, you know, all mm -hmm. musicians want to do. But because of COVID, we're not able to do that. But because of this platform, you know, now we can. So since we can, so we, we said, well, we got to take advantage of that more. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so this idea, this project, you've been working on it for a while. So um, is this something that you... Um, you feel like is really like with your name change, maybe we talk about that. Um, Cause like before we, we talked to you as Regina Faye and now you've, you've actually got back to your real name. Um, so, so what made you feel that it was the right time to do that? So I think it was actually while I was planning to re-release Kill for Loneliness as it is now that I started thinking about the name um, because I did um, release an earlier version of Cure for Loneliness last year, which is why it's Elegy to the Rain version now. And I think looking through it and looking through my songs, it made me realize that actually, rather than just being the nickname or just being the character that I put on when I'm performing 
these songs are just me. So it just felt right to go back to Umai. I think that's really interesting because I think a lot of times in the record industry, you know, uh, whether we, we do it for ourselves or we kind of like, you know, the big examples like, you know, Robert Zimmerman, that's Bob Dylan, but he didn't feel he could come out as Robert Zimmerman. And he said, well, I got to change that name. And yeah. like, you know, a lot of, a lot of artists, they, they, they change their name. David Bowie is, I mean, David Jones. Well, David Jones is real common. Bowie is like not as common. Um, so like, I think a lot of people, like kind of go back and forth in terms of their careers. Like, okay, what's going to work? You know, is this just not going to work? Cause people aren't going to get it. Or even sometimes they want to separate themselves from their work and they don't yeah. want their, like their real name. So they can have a little, and you know, privacy when they're in real life. So if they can put their name somewhere and they show up somewhere and not everybody in the world is like chasing them down. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, so, so is it, it's kind of like, uh, I think it is people want to feel, I think you have to feel in yourself when you're ready to do that. Yeah. Right. Cause like, you know, everybody's in the right spot to, to figure out like what they want to do. Mm. Yeah. I think me going with Regina Faye was a bit of distancing myself. And also because I just thought my name was very hard to pronounce and weird, but <laughs> I actually realized I, quite like it so why not use it well i think that's like a lot like people like if you're a singer songwriter you've got your own style right that is yeah. you so then your name is you too so it's kind of consistent like when you're a singer songwriter and you're you're trying to be your authentic self or you're putting out your spin because you don't want to sound like everybody else on the radio then if you've got a name that's like not common well that's kind of cool <laughs> you know because then they, then that's your brand you know like everything is yeah. like a brand you don't know you want oh i'm going to commercialize myself but like you know it's just it, it sets you apart because it's not it's not typical so it's cool to have something that's not typical because then it draws attention now some people can get like scared of that attention or hey oh i don't know if i should do that but i think you know i think once you are a singer songwriter you start to put the ideas out you're, you're already yeah. kind of going that way. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, well now I'm ready to go like the full picture. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, so how much time, um, have you spent in, in the new, in the, like the revert re revisioning of the project? How much work did it take to, to, to do that? So I had an earlier version of this project that I was kind of debating releasing about last year. But then I decided not to, and I wanted to revise it and change it a bit. So that's why it's coming in a bit later than I thought it would. And now I think it's been like a few months of going back and forth over the old songs. I've been trying to change, um, I've been trying out new keys for some of the songs because I think they would just sound cooler that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah, that has been the work I'm doing now. So is a lot of this stuff been like re, um, I guess you actually like, uh, they're totally, are they like different variations or variations that you maybe didn't pick and now you like more or you went back and re-recorded a bunch of things? Because I know like when I do a song, sometimes I'll have like five versions yeah, you know, or 10 versions, like one with a piano, one with a guitar, one with synth, without, one without synth one with like a real tribal kind of drums and one with like more organic 
or, or less organic drums. It's like I just keep on, and then I can't. And then once I have so many versions, I'm like, oh, which one do I like? <laughs> <laughs> and then I get, then I start like putting them out on SoundCloud to see if anybody see what who what the fans like. And it's like, oh, a thousand people like this one, so in no, and ten people like that one. Okay, then I'm gonna be crazy. I'll put the one that ten people like. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm like, I, I was like, oh, I like it, so I, I'm gonna do that one anyway. Um, but um, I don't know. It's like, how how do you do you kind of do you do you have people that help you figure out what you're gonna use and what you're not gonna use, or is it like all your decision? It is mostly my decision. Yeah. Um, sometimes my friends will hear earlier versions of them, but at the end of the day, if I didn't like something, I don't really care if someone else liked it <laughs> i will take that out <laughs> yeah i've done that because i had had a bunch of people hey yeah you shouldn't put that one out i was like oh that's the one i'm gonna because <laughs> <laughs> i'm like like oh because i'm gonna be real obstinate it's like, it's like why did you put that one out like because you told me that was the one you didn't like so like that's the one that's the <laughs> but um yeah i don't know i think artists are kind of like like you're kind of already have an answer like a yeah. lot of times if you you ask somebody which solo should you use right i already know which one i'm going to use but i'm like i just want to see what somebody says and then i'm like yeah okay that's nice <laughs> i'm gonna do what i was gonna do anyway <laughs> but um yeah i think it's interesting because i mean like yeah, as, as you get more like um comfortable i think with what you want to do as an artist then you kind of like like you, it's almost like oh, I feel I should ask somebody, but you're really like okay, well, I'm just trying to be nice, yeah, and have people around me feel like they have input. <laughs> <laughs> like I think that's what I did with the name change as well, because I was on TikTok and I was thinking about the name change. I made a few videos about it, and at the end of the day, I knew that I was going to change it, but I still yeah. wanted what people thought. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think like artists are like that. It's like, oh, you know, like I'm gonna ask my fans what if I should play this song anymore, and they all say yeah, and then I say, okay, well, I'm not gonna play. It. <laughs> <laughs> my whole thing was I was hoping they were gonna say no, and they didn't. I was like, okay, I want to do what I was gonna do anyway. But um, I think it's um, it's really interesting today with the way, you know, we can communicate. Um, like you said, TikTok. I mean, TikTok was something I was kind of like, I, I still don't really know how to use it right. Cause I, I see how it's used and mm -hmm. I just have not figured out how to get my brand into it and actually yeah. really use it. I mean, I, I, I end up using it like I use Instagram and that's probably not the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like, it's like, there's a certain, like every one of these things has like its own, like, uh, echoes the ecosystem. Like so, yeah. in TikTok, there's like what works is this kind of quirky little thing. There's a lot of comedy to it, and then like, well, I don't know if I'm that comedic, so I'm like, I don't know if I'm just gonna, it's gonna work. <laughs> so what, 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 what do you? How do you like use it? Have you figured out like different platforms? It's like, oh, I'm gonna have to kind of adapt to what this platform does or what it is. So. With me, when I first joined TikTok, I was just the same. I was just there for watching other people's videos and not contributing because it was it just felt too scary and too complicated. But then I sort of just started posting. Um, I do some lives on there sometimes when I'm just playing my songs acoustically or I'm doing some covers. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the cool things about TikTok is that 
it feels a lot more personal when you're interacting with people. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, you, you feel yeah. like the feedback, you get a lot immediate feedback, like you're playing somewhere. Yeah. Or like it feels more like you're talking to someone rather than um, being on a stage. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's probably like, like if you're, when you're on something like this, it's like, it's, a, it's like a stage, you know, more than, than, than that type of feel. I yeah. should think I I never thought about it that way. I, I maybe I don't think about it that way. You just gave me a new idea. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's just interesting because now they get you like I just found out like Instagram now for some reason will let you do up to sixty minutes yeah. for some video, which I didn't know that. I did, I well I tried it like somebody told me, hey you're doing longer videos, so and I tried to max it out. I tried to put like a two hour thing on it and said no. <laughs> and then I said, well, okay, an hour and a half, no. And then I just said, was that a 60 minute one? It's like, oh, it took it. <laughs> and then let me do it. So I'm like, so I was like, oh, that's cool. So I was hoping that they would actually allow me to like put podcast episodes up, but it's not consistent. It's weird. It's like it only lets you do it like once in a while. It doesn't that's let strange. you do it like every day. Like, like you can't just keep on putting hour long things out there. It's like, there's like a limit. It will let you do like two and then it'll say no more. <laughs> so he gets tired of me. You don't want me putting any more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just interesting. Like like all the different social media, they keep on having like new features. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like Reels seems to be a competitor of like TikTok trying to do the same thing with the Reel, um, which I've been trying to figure that one out too. <laughs> yeah, I haven't figured Reels out yet. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm like, it's 30 seconds. What can I do in 30 seconds? It's like, I'm trying to, like, eh. I'm kind of like a longer form person. I have a hard time with 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let me think. Of, so so you said the EP, you don't have a target date for it, but it's in the next month or two? Yes. That's cool. And it's going to be out on, like, all the platforms that are normally that you put things on? Yep. And I am also working on a few little videos for those as well. Ooh, cool. So have have you thought of um, taking something like that EP and putting out like a cassette or like a CD or vinyl just to, uh, to test the waters? Have you looked into or even thumb drives now? People put like USB sticks just so people have a physical version of your work. Yeah, I thought about it, but because I can't really perform live anywhere, it's I don't know how sell. that would work. Yeah. Yeah, it's harder to kind of build a storefront, you know, because yeah. that's the thing is like once you have something like that, then you got to have a store, then you got to have the overhead to justify the store. And, uh, you know, we, we, we went into that because we, now we got these t shirts, <laughs> but we went with a place that does it like on demand. So we don't have to have an inventory. So that's one yeah. thing we did is like, okay. Cause it used to be like a couple of years ago, we did a t-shirt and we had to buy like a hundred of them. And then they were just sitting in a, in a box in the house. I'm like, well, that was a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now, now you can do like print on demand. And there's some places that would let you do like vinyl on demand and uh, you know, thumb dies on demand. So it's like, then, then it becomes like, okay, well then somebody just buys it as they want it. And you yeah. don't have to have a big supply, which makes it easier to do. So then the fans that want to get it, and you don't have to have a big box of things sitting in the corner that you know you say, "Oh man, I should have never done that." <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I just think it's like one thing I always get into, like the physical nature of music. 
is, you know, today so many things are virtual or on your phone or on your watch, but you don't have that physical connection that mm-hmm. if you, you pick up a vinyl or you pick up a CD and sometimes some work, it kind of really needs that. Cause like once you start doing something that's got like a story and then if you could have a lyric sheet, if you could have some artwork, cause I can see in your work that that would be really cool, you know, that, to have yeah. like a physical version of it and like open up the liner notes and then see the lyrics and see the pictures. Um, and in the videos are giving you that, you know, you're giving you your fans another way to view your work. You're given the visual aspect, but I think the connection of the actually physically have art in your hands. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's really cool. And it, it is kind of hard today. Um, if you can't show up at a venue and then sign it, cause more people are willing to buy something if you show up at a venue and then after at a, di- at a merch table, you sign your your stuff, and then people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'll buy that because I got yeah. signed." <laughs> um, so I guess it's harder to do that without knowing you could tour. Yeah. So, uh, so what what are your future plans beyond this project? Are you working on the next one? Yes, um, I have a few ideas. So I have some songs that I've written after I've got this idea for this project that are not going to be in this EP. But um, so I'm trying to group them into something that makes sense as a whole. And I also have a few other ideas. There are a few new styles of music that I want to try out. And I'm hoping to just get to everything eventually. It's just so many ideas. <laughs> well, so new styles, that's always interesting to me because I think um, we're living in an age like because you could collaborate with like a DJ and do like an EDM trance song. You could collaborate with a hip hop person and be a feature on their stuff. You could, you know, be singing on a rock band out, you know, as a, as, as, as a feature. Um, so there's so many different ways to kind of get into things. You know, I do a lot of sync licensing like advertisements i'll do like background music for ad ads and stuff like that or you know 30 second low here this because i'm a synthesis so i can go and do some kind of background that would go into our commercial and then it's like helps me buy another synth <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah there's a lot of stuff you can do um so have you ever thought of like um like collaborating or is are some of these things actually projects with other people so at the moment they're all just my projects um i think collaborating could be fun but i haven't really thought about it that much yet i think i think yeah it's kind of like you have to find the right artist to work with and today it's i think it is difficult because i've had a couple of things where like people came to me and they liked my sound and then I started to work with them. And then I guess they didn't really understand me because <laughs> I'm like, I am kind of adamantly kind of anti DAW. Um, I kind of work in an old school punch in, punch out, like play everything kind of live. And so if somebody tries to get me to fit on a grid, it doesn't work that good. <laughs> and so then they think it's really interesting when somebody comes to me and they're like, 
they like what I do and it kind of like, I don't do, I don't use a DAW. I don't use the grid. So then they, if they like that, you, okay, like they come to me and then, then they want to force me to go onto a DAW. And then I'm like, I don't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's like, okay, I guess you didn't understand what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I guess it's not going to work, but um, like, I'll try it. It either works or it doesn't. <laughs> So, so it's interesting, like, you know, it's like, you kind of have to feel it. Like I, th I, I'd have worked with people where it really clicked for some reason it's like, we just clicked and then everything we did just worked. It's like, it is like, and that's when it's like magic. It's like when you're in a yeah. band, like if you're in a, ever in a band and you're like three or four people and you just, you guys, you know, the reason why you're a band is because the three or four people in that band, as soon as you start working, everything just works. You know, and that's why you that that's why it becomes that. You know, and I've I've had that happen a couple of times when I was younger, and it, that is really cool. And you know, to to have that experience, you know, it doesn't happen every day that, that when you work with other musicians that you really click with them. Yeah. But have you ever thought of actually being in a group, or are you always just say I'm I'm a solo artist. I'm never going to be like in a group. I'm not like completely opposed to the idea but I think just the way I work because I don't like showing the progress of my work while it's still in progress so I don't like sharing work until it, I think it's completely done and completely perfect <laughs> that's kind of hard if you're in a group <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of, that's kind of like that that whole process becomes like a group thing and if you're like not into that that I mean that's why sometimes I like I, I think I went solo because I was in a group and I started going off in this direction and the rest of the guys didn't like it. And, and then I was like, well, I don't want to go back to what I was doing. Cause I'm not there anymore. And so I think yeah. like, yeah, it's like, I can see, I knew why I went and became just doing the ghost just because, uh, I had some ideas that don't fit within like a group thing. And then sometimes I, I do have ideas that fit and I'll go work with somebody and then I'll bounce out of it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm done. <laughs> come back out but um yeah it's just weird it's like you know my hero was like neil young he was like famous for doing that because he was like in buffalo springfield he fit and then he decided i don't want to do that and he dropped out and then he went to crosby stills nash and young and he fit and he's like ah, i'm tired of that and he dropped out <laughs> and then he, he had a crazy horse and he kind of keeps crazy horse but he'll bounce out of crazy horse when he doesn't want to do it so he's He'll, he's, he's willing, he's able to do like solo stuff. And then he's able to be in these big groups like Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, Buffalo, Springfield. And, and he can fit. But then he's like, if he gets tired of it, he just goes off and does what he wants. And um, I think that's kind of cool when you can, when you kind of know that you want to do that. And then, and then, then, you know, you don't, and you just get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, it's cool to watch him do that because then he, he sounds different, you know, when he's in the different groups he's in. But so is that, is that so maybe one day we'll see you in a group? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's like you got to know who you are. Uh, I think a, a lot of times today with, the you know, being a singer songwriter, it is it is cool that you can kind of have you can have your vision without having other people dictate what it should be because that's the whole reason why you, you you do what you do because you you have a vision right for what, yeah. how you want to put your work out 
that's that's your oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that is something that they you've um you know you strive for right in your work is to have your authentic self coming out yeah I think like even if I'm not writing a song to be like a journal entry because some of my songs feel more like journal journal entries some are more storytelling even if I'm not doing that there's still a part of me in that song mm-hmm yeah, I think that's it's hard because, like, in the industry, I think a lot of times people want you to create this kind of other person mm. um, that is not exactly you, or it's trying to be like everybody that's in the top ten. <laughs> like in in the popular music business, you got to create this kind of vibe that all these yeah. producers are using the same things and the similar sounds and similar beats. And then you know, when we you get into the indie world. You get people who are like authentic selves, you know, you get this authentic voices, which is why I like to interview people in this space, because then you get to hear things that are kind of closer to like honest, like songwriting. It's kind of like what I grew up in, in the seventies, you had singer songwriters that like, you know, just had this really deep feeling that like okay you feel like that person is really being honest with the audience yeah about about who they are um and whether or not that's really them it felt like it was them so i i i I assumed it was them (laughs) (laughs) but uh it just seems like that 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 to me has always been very appealing versus uh kind of beat centered work not that that that's not cool but i'm kind of more into the depth of like when you tell a story and, and they mm-hmm. said, what, what you like to do, I think a lot of songwriters are like like short story or novelist. It's kind of like literature. I, I love yeah. when I get into a really good record, it's like reading a book. Or it's like a sound painting. It's either a painting or it's a book. Or it's like a mini film. So do yeah. you kind of see when you write a song, do you see it in your head like a film or a short story or... or or, or a journal entry, how do, how do you see the, like your songs? So with me, I actually have synesthesia, which means I see music as colors. So to me, every song has a color. Most chords have colors as well. Um, and I try to keep that within, so the album artworks that I do, or like the video that I did for Cure for Loneliness, the way it was black and white, it was intentional because I felt like this was a very black and white, very devoid of color song. And I try to keep the visions of it within it somehow, if I'm doing the videos. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes within the lyrics, I use a lot of imagery or colors. And I did that with A Town Somewhere as well. So yeah, I'm trying to keep it in there. (laughs) That's interesting, because I've used synesthesia as a theme in a lot of my work, actually, when I was in um... When I was in college, I, I wrote a collection of poetry called Synesthesia because I like I was like, you know, a young person and I found a word and I'm like, oh, I found this really cool word. Yeah. And, and I think like, it represents like this collision of sight and sound. Like I smell the color and I, I feel the sound and I'm like, and I said, oh, I could use that. Right. So then I was like, like, I didn't have it, but I could kind of empathize with the idea of somebody that has synesthesia. And then I started to write like, okay, I'm going to create a character that has synesthesia. 
and I wrote this whole big collection, like epic poems, like because I was inspired by like all this Victorian yeah. stuff, and it's been a common theme in my work. I I use it a lot. I have a lot of songs that actually have that in the title. Um, so that's interesting that you mentioned that because it's um, I think it's a really interesting term that that not yeah. everybody knows what it is, uh, or understands what it means. So yeah. maybe you can talk a little bit more about it so our audience can understand it. Like, because you said you actually have it, so maybe you can talk about it. Yeah, so the thing is, I didn't realize I had it for a long time because I just assumed everyone was like that. And then at some point I was talking to someone and they were like, no, not everyone is like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think creative people are like that. I've talked to a lot of artists that they maybe didn't realize that they actually are affected by it maybe different degrees but i've talked to like mm -hmm. painters that feel like they they're affected by it and actors that feel like they're affected by it and musicians so it seems like I've, everybody i've ever talked to that talked about it was an artist in some way yeah i never saw a banker or a lawyer ever talk about it <laughs> <laughs> i've always been like a creative person because if i talk to a banker about it, they're like what <laughs> but if I talk to it like an artist, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. So it's, it's more of an understanding if you tend to be in the arts that you can kind yeah. of put your head around it and then like, oh, I, I can see that. Oh, maybe actually I do have a degree of that. Um, I mean, some people have, have it more than other people uh, where they have like a full synesthesia. That's like, like all the time that they, they feel like that's happening. Um, and I think it's interesting, like when I met somebody that was like that and they were, they were doing a lot of work, a lot of art. And it seemed to be the, the synesthesia was like driving the work. Yeah. Because they, they were so affected by it that it caused them to not get depressed or be upset about it. They actually channeled it into like productive work, which is a cool thing because he yeah. wouldn't the other way. <laughs> um, to make you feel like you're like you're being afflicted by it by actually using it for a good good purpose but yeah like i think with what you were saying a lot of people who have it are in the arts in some way i think part of it is that it inspires you to go into the arts because you see all these things you have all these connections in your head and you just want to share these yeah i think it's like it's part of like it's like part of the dna of being an artist to a certain degree that, that you know, more and more people <clears throat> who kind of open, I think as an artist, you have to open your head or your mind to the idea. Like I've always been really interested in the Victorian poets and the idea of the muse, right? So the idea of the muse is like, I'm just going to be this vessel and there's art that's out there in the universe. And if I open my eyes and open my ears and open my heart, I can actually tap into it if I'm not like narrow-minded. So if I'm sitting here and I'm saying like, oh, I have no ideas. I can't write, I can't do anything, I have nothing, right? But if you actually say, wait a minute, I'm gonna open my eyes, I'm gonna hear, I'm gonna listen, then suddenly you start to tap into it and then you take like your artistic ability and channel it. And yeah. I think that's the, like an artist is able to be able to turn that on or maybe not turn it off. <laughs> Um, and use it where other person is like, well, I can't, I don't have any ideas. I have to copy somebody. Um, yeah. 
And I think like people who write original content are able to kind of tap into this universal, like ecosystem of all this stuff that's out there. And then you can, you put your spin on it yeah, because you're an artist. And I think everything that we do is something that's been done before, but it's how you interpret it. Then yeah. it becomes like you, and then you put your stamp on it. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, so I studied English at uni and one of the things that I was really interested in was the death of the author and how different people can read the same text and have different reactions. And I think it's very, it's a very similar thing when you're writing as well, because I read somewhere that um, there's no original stories. Everything has been done before, but if, but it hasn't been done by you. So everyone does it in their own way. Even if the idea itself was the same, everyone will put their own spin on it, which I think is what's so cool about art. Yeah, I think that's great. Because one of the things like the blues, like if you think about the blues, right? There's a certain structure to like, you know, Delta blues. And, you know, you got like the big icons in it. You know, you got like Lead Belly and Robert Johnson and all these great blues guys from the Delta, Mississippi area in the U.S. And when you get into the blues, it's like there's a certain form and that's what it is. And it's kind of like your interpretation of that form because it's been done by these great artists, right? And it's only so many ways you're going to talk about the crossroads because it's been done over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but like how you interpret it becomes like Stevie Ray Vaughan's version of it, Jimi Hendrix's version of it, Lead Belly's version of it. And each person who does it ends up putting a different spin on it. So it's yeah. not like a sample. It's kind of like you, like you, the people say like you feel you live the blues. It is like embodied in you as a musician, like a guitar player that's into the blues. It's kind of like in their DNA and everything they do is kind of blues. It's like they're like a method actor. And they live it like 24 <laughs> seven and it just kind of comes out of them. And it's just, that's what it is. Um, and, and it's, it seems like in art, there, there's like different degrees of that. And then you have artists that like, you know, like blues is kind of a, like a very narrow form. Like you don't really merge it with other things, but like in other types of music, like alternative indie experimental, you could take multiple genres and mix them. Yeah. And you're not just straight blues you're, or you're not, you're just, you're actually taking pieces of other things and then putting them together. And I think it's cool when you can actually, you know, take a little bit of everything you hear. And then you're like, wow, I like, I just took some, some stuff from the Beatles and the stuff from the yes and the stuff from Pink Floyd and stuff from the Kurt Cobain. And then I made something new, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like a collage in your mind of all the things that you like about all these different little things. And then they just make up you. Yeah. That's what I think it's interesting. Once you have like, like certain music, when you start to have more layers to it, when you start to introduce multi-tracking and you start putting in like keyboards and strings and orchestral instruments, then you have the, the ability to bring in other colors. Yeah. And if you stay true to a form, like in EDM, it's like, are you going to have the drop? You're going to have the structure. You're going to have the beat. It's going to be like, boom, trance, trap, trip. You know, there's certain things, forms, like you're kind of stuck in the form. 
and you could throw some like cool thing. You could take like some some like Arabic mem- melody and throw it in, and that might be different. Or you could take like some some like uh, Central American you know theme and throw it in, and or you know so, so you could take something, you could take a Native American chant and put it in. And so then that becomes a little bit different because then it's like, okay, I took this form, but then I grabbed something esoteric that nobody else did. And then suddenly I made it my own. Um, and that's why I always kind of chat as a producer, I like to challenge people. It's like, why don't you take something you don't think fits and try to make it fit? <laughs> yeah. You know, take something you like and you never really thought about it and like take that and put that into the song. And like, oh, what do you mean? Like, well, go and just take a, a field recording of somebody saying something that you, you know, and then throw that in. And then that makes it different. It makes it you, you know, you, you had, you, you like that, you like that, what that sounds like, you put it in, you change it. Instead of just trying to clone everything that's already been done, <clears throat> you take some things that are cloned and then you, so people can be familiar. I think that's yeah. the key in music. Like you have some things that are familiar so people can understand the beat or they understand the melody and then you try to throw some unfamiliar things in to make it more unique yeah like um when i was redoing cure for loneliness one thing that i actually changed is in the beginning where it starts with the sound of rain and the sounds of streets and i didn't even think about it when i was first um writing it but it was of course in my mind because this was a song that at the end of the day reminds me of rain and so what I did was I actually wanted to give that exact same feeling that I had when I'm hearing the song, when I'm writing the song, and put it literally into the song through the use of the soundscape. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that's really cool because, I mean, Pink Floyd was my, one of my favorite bands, and they used to do field recordings all the time. Yeah. To the extent where they would go and actually get actors or find people to actually have conversations and give them scripts of what they want those conversations to be and record them and then insert them into the song. And then they, they would actually even, you know, go out and do field recordings out in the woods and on the street and the subway and just take the sound of the people dropping change and you know people doing you know breaking something it just it just adds to the kind of this um kind of progressive rock nature or what people used to call art rock but i think like all all music can have that it doesn't have to be progressive yeah. you know you can you can take that you can put that into a hip-hop song you could put it into an edm song you can put it into a country song you it, it's not it's not totally tied to a genre it's just a matter of like as a producer writer you like you keep you decide that you want to have more color yeah in in your mix you want to add things to it and uh yeah i think it's just your choices that you make and you have so many choices as an artist that you can go back to your recordings like you you went back into something and it's like oh i can i can look at this a little different i can i can add some different variations in here and add my palette add to my you know what i'm gonna do and I think uh, it's always good, I think, as an artist to um, step away from your work and then come back to it and then maybe have a different ear on it. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're like, if you're like a person that like 
that is your work is kind of really good. Like I'm a programmer and a lot of times when I'm coding, they like they tell us like like you do it for like 10 hours straight and then you say stop. And then I don't look at it for like two days. Yeah. Then I go back and I look at it and it's like, oh, now I see something I didn't see. <laughs> you know, and the same thing like with your music or art, you know, you could do a painting and then you step away. Cause you're like when you're in it, you're so in it that you can't see anything but what yeah, you exactly. focused on. And then you got to walk away from it to kind of have that that second set of eyes, which is actually your own. You know, especially yeah. when you're like your own producer, it's kind of like necessary to step away so you can actually have a better uh, gauge of what you did. <laughs> yeah, like you talked about programming. And to me, um, so when I was at uni and we were writing essays, one of the things that we would have to do would be set down the essay for a bit, come back later and then read it over because sometimes you will think you explained something because in that moment it made sense to you, but in reality it didn't. And I think that's a similar way actually with music and art as well, because in that moment, yes, it all makes sense to you because you're in it, but then when you actually step away from it and then come back to it, you realize that actually, no, it wasn't that obvious what you just did. And maybe you should add something or change something. Yeah, I think that's that's really, especially when you're if you're not using a producer, then it's like necessary to be kind of self-critical and give yourself like this methodology, you know. Yeah. And it's like it's like it's a method to actually make your eyes a second set of eyes by by stepping away from it and giving yourself. And so when you come back, it's almost like you're another person because like when you're in the moment. You, you know, it's like typical anything. You get so caught up into it. And I, I can say, like, as a, as a keyboardist, if I get caught up in in, a, in, a, in an arrangement and I'm, like, so concentrating on my left and right hand and concentrating on what I want it to be that I really can't really hear what I'm doing other than, like, I'm so concentrated on trying to create it yeah. that I got to walk away from it and then, then come back and say, well, you know, should I use the minor seventh here or diminished? Should I go back and change? Like when I'm in the middle of it, I'm like, you know, well, that's what I'm doing. When I come yeah. back to it, I'm like, oh, I could actually, I could change this. I could, I don't have to do it that way. I could do it this way. And, um, and it's kind of like a producer, I think, does that in real time. So like if you're in a studio and you're doing that, you know, they'll do it like right there. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it's like, okay, I'm doing it. Hey, why don't you run that in D? Like, why don't you take that into a diminished? Why don't you do this as a fifth? Why don't you do that? And they're the ones who kind of suddenly say, they pop the idea in your head and they try to get it in your head while you're doing it. <laughs> and some people either like that or they don't like it or like, no. <laughs> so There's some people that kind of need a producer. Okay, I've actually been with artists that like, if they don't have that person pushing them, then the work only gets so far mm. that there's some certain artists that kind of need another person to kind of push that to get the best work out of them. And it's interesting, like but when you're kind of like self-driven and self-motivated, you tend to just, you know, I think people like ourselves and like we, we're singer songwriters and we, we write our own stuff and we seem to be motivated enough to, then we're just going to do it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, other people, they, you know, that's the difference between an artist that takes like two years to put out an album 
in an album, in an artist that puts out albums like every three, four months. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what's the motivation? <laughs> like, I don't, I, I can't sit around for a year and not put something out. That's just not me. But, um, unless I'm really trying to put something together, I think it's special mm -hmm. or something. But I just, I end up working on something else. So, even if I'm working on a project, that's this big long project in between i might do singles yeah i or do I might, that too <laughs> or i might deviate and think oh this is a totally different record and then i'll start working on this and it's like well this doesn't fit with this one but this is something cool so i'll still then i end up having like four different things i'm bouncing around say well i'll work on this one and then i'll work on that one then i'll go this one <laughs> i'm bouncing around it's like which one am i working on now <laughs> i don't know um so 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 I think um, it's it's uh, really interesting to see where your work has come from the last time we talked. Yeah. And and I really like the video you did. I think the video oh, thank you. is uh, really cool. And so I'm looking forward because you just mentioned that you're going to have like videos for like every song on this EP. Yeah. And they're all, all going to be like videos that you create, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking not necessarily full music videos but more like this one or a town somewhere where there are more a collage of images and colors and just stuff that remind me of this song essentially yeah yeah well i think that's that's i love i love music videos that aren't just like performance videos because like you know like when mtv started like the initial video was like okay it's just a band playing and then then like directors started coming in like film directors started coming in like art school people and then the videos became oh you can actually do more than that you can actually, it doesn't just have to be the band playing you can actually have a story you could have something that's really esoteric you could have something that's psychedelic you could have something that's kind of stream of consciousness you could do all these other things that you can do in film you can do with music video yeah. And um, I just, I think it's, it's, you know, when MTV stopped playing videos, I got really sad because <laughs> I really liked it. when it first started, there was so much cool stuff coming out and then it got turned into all these like shows mm. and it was, I got to do with music, <laughs> <laughs> but um, at least in, like on YouTube now, you still have a lot of bands creating cool video you know, in, in the different forms that are out there other than YouTube, there's, there's still a lot of cool places for bands to try something new. And I, I do appreciate the work you're doing because it's, it's cool. Um, oh, thanks. And I think, uh, you know, more people need to, to, to visually think in the, in, you know, be out of the box, anything that's cool that you think um, like fits your vision, you know, and everybody's vision is different. So it's like, you know, you don't feel like you shouldn't do it because it's like your vision. I think everybody, you know, should put out their own vision so then people can can really feel, you know, what's inside of your artistic mind. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping to essentially do that with the videos because, like I said, I see the music as these shapes or these colors and I want to really show that through the videos mm -hmm. i think that like it's it, it's really cool when an artist can do as much work themselves 
like like so you're writing the songs you're producing the songs you're making the video you're doing the art then what happens when you people see your project it's like it's like it's your art project it's your it's more than just the song it's like the whole concept and then then you get to see the complete picture of the artist you know and i think that's that's really cool and that's why you know we're extending our um our uh invitation that if you want to perform this work once you're ready to perform it we'd love you to come on and um and do an actual performance of it however you want you know if you want to be able to do the full breadth of what you're doing visually with like a green screen we do have the ability to do green screens on this thing um so there's a lot of stuff you could do potentially uh if you wanted to visually do something yeah i should definitely think about that that sounds cool yeah yeah it's it's, it's like, yeah we it, this 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 tool actually can do a green screen we we did it initially but then we had some processing power problems but um mm-hmm. uh yeah you have the ability to run it as a guest or as um the host and so there's a lot of cool stuff you can do uh with that and we're we're actually looking into it for some stuff we're gonna do uh but um yeah we encourage anybody that, that wants to get into that that, that we are getting into the hosting of performances and we'd like to have you do a performance. So just let us know when you want to do that. And when you want to come back and push the the full project when it's out. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you very much for being on the program. Everybody, you know, click, see the link tree below, make sure that you click on the link tree and, and not only do you stream her work, but you favorite it, playlist it, like it, download it, buy it. <laughs> Thank you. That's that I say that and I, and I really mean it. <laughs> so like I I I I feel that um a lot of people as fans, you know, are cursory fans and I really uh want to encourage fans to to go the extra mile and actually hit the like button, hit the favorite button, hit the download button. It takes like five seconds to do it. And um you know that that is very helpful to artists it helps us out a lot if we get the engagement of our fans so thank you very much thank you yeah we'll hope to talk to you again have a great day what time is it where you are it is 6 p.m oh it's around uh lunch time for me so like <laughs> time to go get a hamburger or something or a veggie burger maybe a veggie, that's better for the environment so i'll get a veggie burger <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Talk to you guys. Talk to you later. I'm very happy um, that you came on the show again. We will be pushing this on to our audio. We still do audio. We're still part of um, Anchor FM. So this will get turned into a Spotify and Apple podcast, as well as nine other audio podcasts. And so we will get those uh, going within the next hour. Awesome. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) 